so retrograde. Uh, hello. I'm Elizabeth Cotts. Hi, and I'm Stephanie Sambari. And uh, today we are welcoming to the show Owen Smith. Mm-hmm. And the girls of our favorite web series, Be Here Now-ish, Alexandra Roxo and Natalia Leite. And we're really excited about this. They're kind of like a hodgepodge. It's a it's a tandem episode. However, we feel that these are both great examples of people exuding the that's so retrograde lifestyle. Ideology. Exactly. Yes. They're both uh, comedians, writers, actors who are attempting to live healthy and conscious lives. Exactly. Uh, we've mentioned Be Here Now-ish before. I believe it was a rose. I'm sure it was. Uh, it is a web series about two New Yorkers burned out on the New York way of living who come to L.A. and just do the damn thing mm-hmm. in the most mindful, conscious way possible. Very sexual as well. Exactly. And who Which doesn't we love. love that? Exactly. It's a web series about me and Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Owen Smith, mm-hmm. a comedian and writer. You know, we have very rigid policies here on how we bring our guests onto the show. I bumped into Owen in the hallway and now he's a guest on the podcast. And, and they got to talking about his uh, transition into the plant-based lifestyle. Yeah, I remember like a few years ago him talking to me about how he went raw. and That sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. Um, and it's, it was very interesting to me because it's not really a common thing in, in the world of stand-up comedy. That's not what I've heard. Okay. Well, <laughs> you should use condoms with those guys, FYI. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited to get some tips uh, and some insight on his transition into that lifestyle. And what I love about it is that he is not your typical archetype of of a gentleman who might be into like that Definitely cleaner not. food consumption world. Yeah, which I like because sometimes, you know, you walk into like – the world of raw food, and you're just like, whoa, everyone's eyes are way too open for me right yeah. now. Like, I cannot handle this and vibe. And Alexandra and Natalia are just, like, really inspiring so cool. and cool chicks, and so we're excited to talk to them both. Yeah, let's get it started. Let's do the damn thing. Really like your furry coat, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's 60-plus degrees outside. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde. Okay, so today on That's So Retrograde, we have a friend of mine, fellow comedian, Owen Smith. Yay. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So good to be here. And I wanted to have you on because I actually ran into you in the hallway. In the hallway. Here. And we started talking about, you said, can I be on your podcast? And I said, what do you know about wellness? <laughs> and you said, well, let me tell you a thing or two of what I know about. And you started talking to me about how you went on this raw food journey. Yes. Yes, I have. And I thought that was of interest because, you know, we have a lot of listeners, most of whom I'm assuming are female, for the most part. And I think that... For now. Yeah, for now. Mm -hmm. Because the world of wellness, in a lot of ways, I think, can be scary for a man who feels like to take control over that is not masculine in a way. Yes. And I wanted to have you on to sort of talk about, like... What you went through as a masculine man, yeah. As as a <laughs> you seem manly, you seem manly. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but no, just as someone who's been on both sides of it and isn't necessarily in the wellness space right. by trade. Right. Well, it was always something I always wondered about, but you know, my family cooks from scratch. Everything is fat, 
just everything. And then when I got when I turned thirty five, my dick stopped working. <laughs> oh no! Uh, like it used to. So I was very proud. I'm very proud that I used to be able to last like. An entire CD was like ten songs or like twenty songs. About twenty was maybe twelve, twelve R and B, twelve to fifteen, like a Maxwell album. Yeah, I mean, I'm a road. I was a road comic, and I wanted to have a good reputation. But I was, I'm a quiet dude, so you wouldn't know that that was like, you know, right. If I felt like it, I wanted to be able to perform, right? Right. And when I turned 35. So that when the next headliner came to town, they could be like, well, you didn't you last as long as Owen Smith. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, right. No, it was just some ego, ego shit. Mm-hmm. So when I was 35, I had a bad performance and I just was like, maybe it was her. Or I had like a routine that I would do. I would uh, masturbate at least once a day maybe and my penis wasn't showing up for the appointment. Damn. <laughs> and so I was like, yo, I got nervous and I didn't want to take those pills because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are really cool and open about taking, they call them the blue pills. They make jokes about them and shit. And I was Viagra. Like, oh, yeah, Viagra. Or Cialis, those Lamar whatever. pills. Yeah, Yikes. yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't want to even <laughs> just enter into that. And I thought it was probably my diet. And what was, made you have that realization? Um I was I was heavier mm-hmm. and I was just eating bad. Like I, I would stress eat. You know what, what I mean? What was your typical consumption like? My typical consumption like okay when you I would eat like I love pizza, I love barbecue chips. So it's not really uh that extreme. I'm not a big ribs person or anything like that, but I was just eating a lot of just saturated fats and processed food, just easy shit. But I was working out, so I thought I could balance it. Like, I thought mm-hmm. I could cheat. Like, I'm working out, so I can eat this. And so then, 90s. Yeah. So what happens is, like, your body changes. So when I when I turned 35, I started, um, a friend of mine had uh, was diagnosed with lupus. She's a comedian as well, Gina Yashere. Wow. And she told me she switched to a raw food diet because she didn't want to take the medicine. And then I, I was in New York, and I saw the thing, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Mm. I watched that. Mm-hmm. My man did the green juice. Documentary. Documentary. Yeah. And so I go back and forth. Like, you work out, but then I, I got tired of working out. I just got I got burnt out on the gym. So I go, okay, if I eat right, I won't have to work out. So I go, I'm going to do this green juice fast and just see what happens. So I started doing the green juice and... I was writing on a TV show, so I had an assistant. <laughs> nice. So everybody kind of like, first they made fun of me, then they kind of got behind me because they saw like this change, and I had so much fucking energy. It was crazy. It was mm-hmm. almost scary, like how much energy I had just mentally and physically. And um, I was glowing and bouncing and coming into work, and just my 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 disposition was different. Just from you were doing a cleanse. I or... was doing. I was doing. This is what I was doing, and I and I actually wrote it out and I sent it to another comedian named Chris Spencer because he was like, "Nigga, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote it out like, and I, I thought about blogging about it, but again, it's like just personal. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I don't want you know. But basically, what I did was I woke up every morning and I had tea. I made like a hot, like laxative tea, and then the next thing, and then I would drink what was it, hot water. With a little bit of salt, I would drink oh, that. Oh, the saline I think. flush? Yeah, I would do mm-hmm. the saline flush. And Whew. then I would have a green juice. And so what I learned is that it changed my taste buds, right? Because, uh, and so the green juice would be his super green at the time. So it was like, uh, it was a uh, celery, cucumber, and I had a centrifugal uh, nice. uh, juice. It was $99. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> at Costco. So yeah. I was doing uh, cucumber, celery, uh, lemon. 
uh, uh, kale, spinach, apple to sweeten it, and a few other um, green things. And sometimes I would add spirulina because I started like hearing about that. And then um, I would drink that. And then the next drink, I would drink another one of those. And then my afternoon or evening drink would be apples, carrots, and beets from Robex. And then I would drink uh, another tea at night and then do that. And I just, I, I did it for like 23 days. I lost like 40 pounds. Whoa. Were you crazy. starving? Yeah, no sorry. food. I can't. I was I'm, not. I, was I know. Not. I'm like, what else were you having? And I was around writer's food. I was around right. all that. I wasn't hungry. But it was such a shock to my system. So I do this fast, and it was so funny. Big J Okerson, he was like, smoke, smoke with me, smoke with me. I want to smoke with you. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll smoke with you. I was, and I hadn't eaten real food in <laughs> 20-some days. So I smoked weed with Big J, and he has it on tape somewhere. You could slowly watch me getting high on the Comedy Cellar stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you, it's hilarious. You just see me just change. I wish... I could release that as something because it was so much fun. It was crazy. He was like, dude, that was the fun. I don't know what I said, but you could, I felt like everything. Like it was crazy. So you were more sensitized to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after that, I I didn't want to come right off and go right back to, you know, a salt, sugar, fat diet. So I started doing raw food. I had all this energy. So I started researching these things and Gina Yashere put me onto this dude named the raw chef. It's this British dude. He, cause I'm, I'm really big into like plating and presentation. Yeah. You have your blog. <laughs> yeah. I secretly wanted, I've always wanted to make enough money where I could just check out and go to culinary school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, cause I like making stuff look right. If it's, if it has to be healthy, I, I don't want it to just look ugh, right. So so this dude is really big on plating. So I, I vibed with this cat. And, Russell uh, James. Russell James. That's my man. So <laughs> I, I signed up for some of his things. And he started, um, and he was based in Austin, Texas, and he would be in England. And so he taught me how to make kale good on the kale salad tip, right? So I do a joke about it now. I make a thug. I act like a thug is telling me the kale recipe when I'm really trying to secretly tell the audience how to make kale. <laughs> so it would Subliminal be, messaging. Subliminal messaging. And I feel weird. And what's so crazy is when I was in New York, I talked about doing the um, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead thing and an executive producer from the the movie was in the audience. Oh, wow. And she reached out to me on email. She said, if you send me any material about you talking about this, I'll put it on our blog. We have this many uh, people. Da, da, da. But I, I was too, like, shy to talk about it. Like, and this is the most public I, I am, you know, right? So I was like, I don't want to be, like, the the, the lose weight uh, comedian. Right. <laughs> you know, doing infomercials. And so this was, like, in 2010, right? And so I would go back and forth. And then... I kept the weight off for two and a half years easily because I would do raw, 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 raw. But then raw food is so social. Like everybody wants to meet for drinks or meet for food. Right. That was what I was going to ask. Like how did this affect your social life, your working life, and personal life? It was crazy. Some women that I would date would, would, would rock with it for a minute. But then what happens is they're extended. Like if, they, if you want to meet their girlfriends, we go out to eat. It becomes a thing. It's right. almost like how many kids do you have? <laughs> it's like it's like up there mm-hmm. with 
you were in jail for how long? It's like, it's like <laughs> <He's> judgy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And because it's like talking about religion, it's like it's it's messy because people feel separated. Yeah, they yeah they hear they see their diet and they're they're judging it based on that. But I'm just saying what worked for me. And it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to not sound like you're above it or something. Yeah. In a way, you kind of are just in the fact that you're above your former self. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's so a perspective true. conversation. It's a definite and, perspective. And what about like with your male friends, for instance, like you're smoking weed with them they're ordering yeah. pizza and you just had enough willpower to be like not for me thanks so much yeah yeah they would tease me but it's a different because that's what of, i struggle with yeah yeah oh my god yeah it's a different conversation like eventually what happens is they tease you but then they are disappointed if you fall off right because so you think i'm just be like y'all and then it was almost like man i was hoping you could do it because yeah. i was i was planning to do it you know what i mean but if you break, I know I'm a break because you went first, you know. Right. But I didn't know that, so I would do it. They would shit on me. And then I come back to LA, and Ian Edwards is on stage. Another comedian friend of ours saying, "I'm a vegan because I don't want ass cancer." Also, oh, right? your impression of it is so on <laughs> That's point. my man. That's my man. I love that dude. So, <laughs> what's so up, Ian? I was so just because he's one of the coolest totally. cats in the game. So for him to say that kind of made it cool and mm-hmm. I was like yeah, you, you he was like yeah I'm vegan but I wear leather and shit I ain't, I ain't going that hard you know <laughs> so I was like cool because so I wear leather so um so we uh, <laughs> so vegan we were like jokes. quiet yeah we were quiet vegans then Neil Brennan comes out and he's like I'm vegan I'm vegan and so I was like alright that's cool but for me whenever someone would ask me are you vegan I always heard it like an attack it was mm. sound like to me, like, you vegan? And I'm waiting <laughs> for the attack. But what I started doing is I would just go, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm plant-based. Or I, I would love say that. I try to eat. I just try to, and I really, I really do tell people I try to eat less meat. I try to eat less meat than I used to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm 40 now, so I had 40 years of ribs. Like, I had it. I know what You're it tastes like. It ain't going to change, you know? Yeah. And, and why you under forty, man? Get it in. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you at 23, you know. But you, you really do. Then you start. I didn't want to sound like those people, but the way it, 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 it came to me is you really only get. It's like one car, right? You get one intestine. Ours is different than any other species on the planet. Um, and so, what you put in it. I mean, and so it's all about enzymes. Talk to us yeah. about what differences you felt. Right off the bat versus now that you've been doing this for how long? Six years? It yeah, I've been like. off and on six years. Okay. I've been off and on so six years. So you've been able so. to gauge how you feel when you're on yes. it when you're off it. It's like I'm doing a science study on myself. Of mm-hmm. course. Like yeah. seriously, but it really helps me because it's like I do want to write a book and it's, I tell people – um, before you try to change, like this is what you have to do. This is this is what I really believe you should do if you do want to try to change your diet or your lifestyle. You need to take a weekend and go to all your favorite places. Eat all your favorite shit. Just eat it. I like this without judgment. Just get it in whatever you're in. And oh, but and but um, before you do that for for an entire week, just keep a um, what is it, a food log. But you don't have to write shit down. Just take a picture of everything you put in your mouth. Un, don't judge any of it. Just take a picture of it. Because what happens is you start to get this mental picture in your head and your subconscious. Like, okay, I fuck with these. I fuck with that. I fuck with Because what, what's really messed up is as you drive, like, it's so many triggers. Like, the way you drive to the gym is always going to be the same way. So when you are eating bad, you stopped it. Jack in the box, you stopped it. You know what I mean? That McDonald's is still going to be there. You know what I mean? Sure. So 
if you stress eat, you know, you got to be like, all right, how was I feeling that day that made me say, fuck it, I'm going to get these fries and, you know, keep it moving. So it, you can't really change the way you go places. So I'm like, just be aware of what you do so that you kind of like judge yourself less when you, if you do slip up. Because when you do extremely well, there's so much guilt that comes when you go, oh, fuck, I was doing so good. You know what I mean? It is hard to transition back yeah. to like a balance where it's like, okay, yeah. maybe you don't want to be raw forever. No, and that's yeah. what you're, not, and then you're not right, right now. Right, right. But how can you have like a balanced life where you know, now know, mm -hmm. but also are like you said, like going out to eat with your friends well, and still yeah. enjoying yourself. It's like ignorance is bliss, right? Like before yeah. when we eat with blinders on and then you have an experience like with your cleanse that I yes. feel like really awoke you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, then you, it's really hard to go back to that. It's, you can't. And it, it was so funny. Drive through marathon. Yes, and I was craving like raw food <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, and I would find raw food restaurants. There's one, and whenever I would work the road, I would try to find one. And I got the app Happy Cow, and I was finding like all these cool spots. Ooh, and, uh, Happy Cow. Happy so Cow. Tell us yeah, about that. Happy yeah. Cow is an app that will tell you any vegan or raw restaurant, you know, wherever your radius is. Oh, Beautiful. I love and so, that. So yeah, so before you travel, you can put in the destination you're going to, and Happy Cow will give you some restaurants you can Pro go to. Pro tip. Yeah, and you can Seriously. call them. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> and you can call them up, and then hey man, I'm coming to town. I want to do And people that. It is a very helpful community because everybody sure. knows like how hard it is, you know. And so, like the second tip I would I would tell people is after you do the food thing, then go eat whatever the fuck you want for a weekend, right? And then um, before you switch, um, before you start eating better, you should do some type of green juice fast for at least three days because what happens is when you either have a really high salt, sugar, fat diet, your taste buds get dulled, so they don't respond to anything that's um you know better for not you. processed yeah if it, yeah that doesn't have as much salt because they put so much of that in there that your taste buds become lazy right like mm. my penis did. <laughs> 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 so and so you to reverse engineer that you have to reset your taste buds so if you can do some type of green juice fast or whatever it, your taste buds come back like that so then what happens is you will be say you're hungry or whatever the next thing you eat it's like that eddie murphy joke if somebody's starving and you give them a cracker that's gonna be the best cracker they ever had. Like, so whatever sure. you put in your mouth next is gonna you're gonna taste the flavors. And when you eat, it's not just taste; it's all five senses, right? It's what you see, it's sound. So that's why, like, some restaurants have sizzling shit when they walk by. You're like, oh shit, that's good. <laughs> you know, like, the smell, you know, it's touch, the texture, how it feels on your on your hand and, and, and in your mouth. And uh, I might be skipping a sense, but you know, it's five. Right. All yeah, that shit, yeah. all that shit is in there. And when you eat like raw and vegan, it taps into other things, right? And so after you do the green juice fast, then you should, um, um, I wouldn't beat yourself up, but try to just change. Like say you eat um, five meals a day, try to make your two snacks not be, <laughs> you know, motherfucking like chips and cookies, you know? Right. And just try to like maybe try carrots and, and, um, and dip it in um, sunflower seed butter. Which is sweet, right? And so, because, and you should, you should know like what your thing is. Are you a salty person? Are you, because it's really only, I was telling Stephanie earlier, it's really only four tastes it's fat, acid, salt, and sweet. Mm -hmm. So, some people like salt. That's why they love meat. And they love, because people go, I love meat. It's like, you don't love meat. You love the seasoning that's really on meat. Because if I just gave you bland meat, you'd be like, Ew. what the fuck is this? It's Very disgusting. True. Bloody. But it's the seasoning. Because I love potato chips, but if it's the seasoning on potato chips that I love. So if, you, if you're if you able to transfer those seasonings onto something else, yeah. 
then you're like, oh shit, this is good. I fuck with this, you know. And so, so let me ask yeah. you, what changes did you see in your life mm-hmm. aside from your <laughs> penis starting <laughs> penis, to work? I will say my penis, penis start- got back. Yeah, to yeah. Eight, yeah first my eighteen year old penis. <laughs> it's great. It's Checking fantastic. in with Owen's penis. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. I was, so ooh, yeah. did you see any shifts happen? In your life. Yeah, yeah, so many. It, it made you, like, hunger for more, so how can you, like, stay consistently awake or more awake, like, longer, right? And uh, Russell Simmons talks in, like, a um, a walking meditation, right? He was behind me in yoga class today. Oh, uh, yeah. So fun. There. Was he in there talking? No, I, no, no, I, no. He was just he in yoga class. He at Moto. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah man. He's, his new book, Happy Vegan, I would highly recommend it to everybody. Cool. It, um, it, it you, but you need to constantly, like, educate yourself like that because it'll keep you, like, awake. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you'll go, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And you go, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, man, just my energy, just um, my, my the, way I, the way I will work out, my awareness, <clears throat> my awareness of my body, my awareness of me. It was unlike something that I, I you know, never had before. Mm. And just, you know what I mean? And just um, I felt like a 13-year-old kid as far as, like, looking at the world again. I, I personally Amazing. did. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you just, like, you know, everything slows down a little bit because I'm not, I'm, when you're eating to live, you're not, like, consumed about what the next meal is or what the next drink is, so you have a lot more time to just be. And so I love that feeling. And because I'm an artist, that's where, you know, I would think of the craziest shit, you know sure. what I mean? So, so is it yeah. that feeling alone that keeps you consistent with the practice? No, or? I never want my dick to die again. So <laughs> it's, it's just purely keep the dick that's, working. Well, that's, that's the, the first, only motivation. Well, you that's need. the first thing, and then you start discovering, oh shit, I'm helping to save the planet. Like, but that was that's not. I don't. Ha- like, that's that's not the first thing. It affected me personally, right? And my ego and arrogance. <laughs> you can't fight age, so I was like, all right, how can I? you know, go through these next years, you know, being comfortable as opposed to uncomfortable. What tips do you have for someone who is struggling with staying on the path? First of all, you you have to tell yourself, and it's weird, but it's kind of a mind fuck. It's like if you were on the path, you were doing better than you were doing previously. So you're not failing. You know what I mean? It's a journey, just like yoga, yoga, because it's like – um. The purpose of yoga, it just hit me like a month ago what yoga is, right? The purpose, purpose of yoga is breath. People say that, but I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, life is is stressful, right? And so yoga is like a metaphor for stressful poses life will put you in. Mm-hmm. So it's not about n- killing the pose better than the person next to you. It's about you personally being able to breathe through that pose, mm-hmm. right? Breathe and move through it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's all about the breath, right? So once you can breathe through that pose, they might put a little thing in it that makes it a little tougher. But it's like you have to remember, keep your breath, mm-hmm. you know, stay on your path or however you want to, you know. And so it's just a constant, you know, mental challenge. So in like way. in yoga, if you fall out of a pose yeah. or off a diet, just brush yourself off and try again. Brush yourself off. And that's your own personal journey. You know what I mean? If you fall off, only you know you fell off, right? That's why it's good to keep a picture of what you used to eat because you can look back and go, well, I wasn't fucking like fucking around <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? And so you can find that balance that way, and it helps you kind of just have a better relationship with yourself, which I believe helps with you. You know, now you in you in traffic and somebody's not going, you're not gonna be like, yeah, nah, you know, you're like you kind of understand. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a little. That's great. Well, That's thank really you that. so much for sharing your story. It's really cool to have your perspective on the show. I don't think we get to see enough 
guys, guys, for lack of a better word, like talking about health, (laughs) talking about health in a way that's relatable and aspirational. So thank you so much. And uh, can you tell us where we can find you on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter, it's Owen Smith for real. It's the number four, Owen Smith for real. And same on Instagram? Uh, Instagram, same on Instagram, same on Twitter, same on Facebook. And um, my website is OwenSmithLive. Amazing. Wonderful. Look them up, you guys. Cool, thanks. Yes, that's a retrograde. Thank you, Owen. So happy your dick works now. Oh, my God, because we cannot have more men running around with with bunk penises. Exactly. Bunk? Yeah. Is that that the way that works? I guess so. Or that doesn't work? I think bunk is something else, but... It's like weed that doesn't work, or... This I don't know. pod is bunk. Yeah. I don't, apparently it's 1982 in my head. A penis could be bunk too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let's continue on with this slightly NSFW chatter. Definitely. Let's welcome on the ladies of Be Here Now-ish. Natalia and Alexandra, hello. Yay. Welcome to the show, ladies. Uh, how did this come about? We were both writing features and working on other projects, and um, we... Wanted to do something that felt more immediate. We wanted to just like start working in the web space because we could have full control and just put it out there. And it started off just as our friends coming together and doing something that was just like creative and fun and that was like an interpretation of our lives. Yeah, I think we connected early on with uh, our spiritual practices and things that we're exploring. We've both been big seekers. So when we started to become friends, we're like, oh my God, you tried that kind of meditation. Me too. Did you like this better? What did you do there? And we felt like a lot of our friends at the time, this was like a few years ago, which a lot has changed in a few years, but a few years ago, most of our friends weren't sitting and talking about meditation or like plant medicine ceremonies or self-help or that kind of thing. Now I feel like we were talking about this yesterday, the spa is like, is everyone talking about it or is it just like that our community keeps growing? I think it's at like attracts like. Right, so I think exactly. that if you start talking about it, then you start bringing people in who also are talking about it. But I think also, yeah, more people are interested. That's exactly the same kind of genesis of this podcast as well. Yeah, I yeah. feel like if that So Retrograde had like an expertly written web series, it would be the incumbent of the Here Now-ish. Like there's just, I just think that the the dialogue that you guys provide and the lens that you capture, it's really on point i mean I, that's probably why we love it so much yeah it's very so how would you describe the the program well we say it's about two sexually progressive women who uh leave new york and go to la in search of the spiritual awakening and so it's kind of like their dating stories their sex stories and their spiritual pursuits and yeah right. we, when we started writing it we were thinking also that there was nothing like we connected over this common you know spiritual practice but no one in our generation was like doing it and there's when when we did find groups that were doing it it was like we actually have nothing in common with those people and now it's become more of a like oh you can care about you know fashion and also wake up and meditate and also go have a party on and meet a guy on tinder and you know yeah i love the scene where you guys are doing the ayahuasca and it it is exactly like what you're talking about where you're just a kind of you know mainstream kind of person who's interested and then there's all these people who are like like this didn't happen but like humping trees and talking about like wild crazy things things and like I've been in that situation where I'm in where people want me to like breathe deep or have a spiritual experience and I'm like is it okay if I have boundaries like I'm unclear how to take my like street self into 
a spiritual experience. And I think you guys like capture that like so, so perfectly. Cause that is, that is the question. Like, and I think that's the deterrent for so many people where it's like, yeah. oh, I can't do that. Cause it's that's not that me. thing. And then you have to be you all know? like woo about it. You know, I think that yeah. when I was in college exploring my spirituality, I used to go to the chapel of sacred mirrors. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Gray. You have to look up Alex Gray. He's like a I visionary know, artist. Is, okay. Yeah. So it was Alex Gray's gallery in Chelsea and he had all his paintings there and he would have these galleries. Gatherings, and I think now I, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I think they were all burners, but I didn't know what a burner. they were all on acid. I didn't know they were on acid. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were burners. I was just like 18 and would go dance like in the full moon circle, <laughs> yes. and they would like, I would like talk to some spiritual guys, and everyone would be wearing white, but I never They'd felt be, like fingering you and making eye contact with you at the same time and telling about your childhood. <laughs> yeah. like, I wish no. that would have been really fun. <laughs> we have found a way to just be like practical about it. Um, and incorporate it into our daily lives, but without being like, oh, we're so spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, like, your guys' characters are always doing things where, like, you're the asshole but the hero at the same time. Mm. And that's, like, my favorite character to watch. Kudos. Yeah. You know, we have these, like, ups and downs, and, like, we live in a world where everything's kind of confusing, and we're sort of pulled in so many directions, so want to show that okay so we wanted to talk to you guys about things you've done on the show and talk about if you've done them in real life this is like a quick fire round so yes or no and this is we're trying to give a little peek inside the show without giving anything away so ayahuasca yes Yes. and yes yes okay oming no no and And no Oh, yes. Steph, would you do? Uh, I don't as know. As far as I so, know, it's only heterosexual couples, and I don't want. No, actually, I asked this. Women can do it, but also my whole thing is it, it feels like a power move, and that's why I'm not on board with it. Why yeah. don't I just use a vibrator? Like, why do I need you to like tell me what my pussy looks like to you? Yeah, I don't really get it. That's I mean, if kind it's of about my couples reconnecting. That's fine. If it's like my boyfriend and he's like getting to know my area, yeah, and my we're friend a is moment. doing it with her husband right now as a reconnecting. Cool. I like that, but just I don't want to walk into a room and have some fucking dude just stroke my puss for no reason. I can just get a vibrator. Yeah, I, I think a lot of women though are not in touch with their pussy, and that's and, part of it, right? You know? uh, have you hooked up with someone who's HIV positive? Uh, no, I haven't. At the time when we were writing the story, I had a roommate who was HIV positive, and a cousin, and, and other people in our lives mm-hmm. who have who are, and that we drew a lot of experience from yeah. their stories. I thought you did a great job of like humanizing that type of situation and that's also played by our friend David Call so we love that um Japanese facelift yeah what is that oh that oh. thing <laughs> well some of the stuff we make up oh, okay cool it's not that's really, great or some of the stuff we think we so make up but then maybe it thing. actually exists you brought that back yeah. to Japan yeah, yeah what is I that I went to Japan well it's really weird you have to go to Japan and go see their beauty products it's incredible there's like clips where you know for Japanese people to like make their nose look more Western. It's all messed up. It's so messed up. <laughs> like they sell this in like Walgreens, right? Yeah. And the thing that we brought back was like this looked like a pacifier and it's supposed to, it, you're supposed to keep sucking on it and it makes your cheeks more um, defined, yeah. I guess. I love that. You look like a model. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your whole life? You'll, You'll look like a model. Great. Love All it. All you have to do is walk around with a pacifier in your mouth as an adult, and you'll be fine. Yeah. I forgot about those. I wonder what happened to mine. <laughs> I don't think you need it, though. <laughs> You're doing fine. Everybody's <laughs> practicing model face right now. Uh, just to add narrative. Uh, colonics. Yes. And yes. 
The um, couple's colonic is also a thing that we kind of made up. We, yeah, we made Yeah, that. that's got to be fake. Because <laughs> yeah. I've gotten a colonic, and I would never <laughs> yeah. share that room with I not would, even my best friend or, I like, know. my family. I would yeah. like, to, yeah, I would like to still be sexually attracted to the person that I've coupled with, and I think that that would just really, like... Also, I, like, cry and double over, and I'm, like, very emotional during a colonic. I wouldn't want to share that space with anyone. Sorry. Well, I think that's <laughs> the thing that was I'm so appealing... For me, and I, I would say for anyone that watches those, you guys are depicting things that haven't been depicted in in that type of format before, in like a fun web series or TV show like format, and that's exciting. Right. That's the thing that I think grabs onto us both about the show, and I hope anyone that sees it is just that it feels like new and fresh. Like when I met you, I was surprised at how actually genuine you are about it, more well, so yeah. than I would have expected via like right. your characters yeah. well it's both i mean yeah we we do we have our practices that we do very genuinely but we also see humor in it right totally. and we're able to make fun of that and because we're all making fun of ourselves in right. our own lives you know and like i'm constantly also as like a writer and an artist like wanting more of these ridiculous experiences just so i can write about them yeah and i feel like i'll say yes to like some weird threesome because i'm like ooh, this could make really good material yeah but then maybe i'm not fully in the present with right. it sure. always. Um, so yeah, I think it's a fine line, you yeah. know? But like going to these classes where you're gleaning information and taking it in and, and putting it into your practice, but also having like taking it with a grain of salt and like not being afraid to laugh yeah. about it. And not fully abandoning like everything just because a Kundalini yoga teacher tells you to, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Like it's not one one thing isn't right. going to like fix your life. It's like. I know, but I'm, I, get, I get all up in that sometimes. Yeah. It's about finding your own path too, right? Like it's not you don't want to be super strict about it. It's not like because you didn't do one day of of the chanting that the thing that you the intention you set out is not going to happen, right. right? But like people see it that way too. Like they buy a self help book and they're like, "This is going to fix my life after I read this book." And no, it's not like that. Yeah. But like I buy the book, download the app, and then like decompress, you know, deconstruct the notes, the the book with note cards and stuff. Like I feel like I try to like really <laughs> commit. Very to being very mathematical approach to what? spirituality. <laughs> uh, I wanted so we have really enjoyed watching your guys' show. What are you guys watching now that you're into? I want. I watched uh, Master of None, which I love. I thought Aziz Ansari's show. Yeah. Yeah. So good and so on point and. Thank you for a show with diversity in it. Yeah. We really need that. And I'm currently watching Marianne Williamson's Aphrodite Training. Oh, um, nice. So I love Marianne Williamson. Somebody just gave me A Course in Miracles the other night, which I already have been, had returned to love. And I had on a post-it on my wall, A Course in Miracles, and then someone who I barely know handed it to me. Oh, um, Elizabeth is obsessed with Marianne. So do you go to Monday night sometimes? I do. Okay, we should go together. I would love that. But so her Aphrodite tra- training, um, one of my friends got the live stream and those... I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> really like sharing it. But um, it's pretty amazing. It's all about being in your Athena and your Aphrodite and, like, that modern women were often, like, really in our Athena and, like, in action. It's really about men and women's uh, interactions and, and love and dating. And for me, it's, like, relevant right now because I've been dating women basically for the last five years and I just started dating men again. Um, but in the training, it's she talks about uh, kind of balancing these archetypes that we have as women and what happens when Aphrodite exists outside of her sacred temple and which is basically like when you're using your sexuality as 
in for good of, not or for bad not yeah good. yeah um which marianne is tough she is a tough chick like she can be really intense with um her sort of scoldings. She's like, if you have sex with someone, their energy will stay in your work field for seven years. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> seven years? If that's the case, oh, I am no. very much fucked. Whoa. I was like, Get past <laughs> <it all>. pass <laughs> me the sage. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough sage in the world. Cut those cords, guys. So anyway, I, I'm not like taking everything she says. <laughs> so basically, we're not having sex. Okay. No. <laughs> but um, Pick no. your partners wisely is what she's saying? That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you But know, it's so hard to know if it's a wise choice until after yeah until after you know? tequila wears off yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but one thing that she said that i really like is like she says that you have you need 30 minutes to transition from athena to aphrodite so you should never go on a date like straight from work mm-hmm. you should always like take 30 minutes take a bath do something nice like dance in lingerie or something i like that love mm. that marianne mm-hmm. she's so great you're you guys are that experience of our generation is being talked about and shown and that's amazing because I feel like other people kind of have tried to do it but they're they there's always like that weird like facade between it like it's like everyone's still in a sitcom or something it feels too cartoony yeah yeah let's meditate yeah Yeah. and like every joke that you guys do it's just like it's jokes that would happen in the course of like life instead of like a forced punch and I'm really I'm just really into you guys and I want everyone to watch it yeah that's basically the whole reason why we have you here. Yay. Yeah, basically we're like just to put you on display. Cool. Yeah, also we like, and it's rare that that shit comes out. It's rare that you one sees something and they're like, "Wow, that's fresh. That's different." Mm. I love it. It's like it. the I first episode of Girls. This is a bold statement, but I think in terms of what's like capturing more of an essence of of where we are now as a culture, I think your show does it in a really expert form. Jesus, you That's guys. Nice. Are I mean, it's good really. to hear that because also it takes it's a lot of work and no one was saying, "Here, I'm going to pay you to do this," you know? Like we did a Kickstarter for the first one, the second one we brought on um, a few investors, but it's been like pulling all our community together and yeah. asking yeah. for a million of favors. So totally. we want to make more because there's so much fun stuff to talk about, totally. you know, and we're constantly trying it and doing it and exploring it and reading all the books. And Even the Tinder thing, I feel like that's something we, we didn't really have a chance no, to tap into. No, and I think it would be really great to see my character going on so many different dates in LA. Like I'm single and I just moved here and I've been, I have been going on different dates with people and it's really interesting. And a lot of the guys that I've been going out with meditate and are into spiritual stuff. Yeah. And one of them, we've been meditating together. Ooh. Yeah. Hot. So it's come up a lot on dates, like with people. Um, mm. And like a, a friend of mine who I went on a date with, but I don't know, I'll say a friend, like just directed a show about like sensitive men, sensitive millennial men. And I feel like that you guys had that podcast about that. So it was like really interesting to share. Yeah. And I'm. Yeah. it's like the coolest thing ever to be like, I can have these conversations with people that I'm going out with in a really calm chill way and still drink and and smoke pot and like have sex whatever yeah it's like we have to be able like don't we want to be able to talk with our partners in an open way that we would talk to our best friend about like I think that culturally it's like there's things you don't talk to your man about or your partner your woman that you that you would talk about with your friends it's like why have a veil over it that I don't understand I think that gets us in trouble yeah I mean I do think there's good boundaries though that need to happen like yeah but I mean, with your partner, I talk to my partner about everything. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't want to. I mean, maybe not a one night stand. Yeah, 
I mean, like, I was. And maybe like, I'll have to drop that on a one night stand. Right. <laughs> Tell me your views on spirituality right. in the universe. Like, do, you do you know my phone in number? The afterlife. <laughs> yeah. I, before I fuck you off of this Tinder date, let's get into this one question. Yeah. <laughs> but we we've had this conversation before. Like, at what point do you bring up these these subjects? You know, is it like right away on the first date, or is it something that you want to just get to know the person and then talk about bigger stuff? Yeah. Yeah, for me it's been right away, but that's just where I'm at right now because, like, that's what I'm doing. But and maybe I, what you want out of the person also, too, exactly. you know. Sometimes think, I'm like, I don't want to know anything about you, and yeah, I just and that's wanna, fine like, have too. Have a fun yeah. night, and yeah. Not yeah. Go deep. I think if I'm gonna have a conversation with someone, I hope that it's big on some level. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just so not interested in having talking for the sake of just talking. Like small talk, who needs that? We've all. And we all know what the weather is. Wow, it's a little cold for LA right now, huh? It's so windy. It's like fuck that. I don't yeah. need that. I yeah, I agree. I would rather go big, go big or go home. But there's something too, like if you meet someone for the first time and you sit and you start talking about these things, then the conversation immediately can get to a place where it's like you're deep and it's intense and it's like Which can be not sexy. Which yeah, right. sometimes like I wanna be kind of not talk about the weather, but just have like more superficial fun. Yeah. You know? Like what are you watching on TV? I'm learning too, like, you don't want to share all of the parts of your process with your lover because there are, there is a nice space of mystery and intrigue and, like, keeping that balance, you know? Like, my ex-girlfriend and I had, like, no boundaries and I feel like eventually it was just, like, really not sexy because we knew everything about everything and, like, there was not, there there was no veils, I mean, of mystery. Um, so, yeah, I am not going to be texting right angel card that I pull every morning to my lover. I, I tried that. And <laughs> New <just> rule. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, so we can check out Be Here Nowish on BeHereNowish.com. Mm-hmm. And what are your guys' social media handles? Yeah, well, we have a, a Instagram and a Twitter for Purple Milk. It's Drink Purple Milk. And that's your production company. And that's our company. Awesome. Which we have an amazing cool intern named Angela who manages it and she's been doing a great job. Hey Angela. We also have personal Instagrams and Twitters and mine is Alexandra Roxo PM. And mine is Natalia Leite L-E-I-T-E PM. Love that. Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing such rad shit and taking the time to hang out with us today. We're so excited to have you here. Yes, that's a retrograde. La la la, roses and thorns. Roses and thorns, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Turn that sound off, girl. I just got a text message from you. Oh, did it it come through? Yep. Our audience cares about that. Definitely. (laughs) Rose. Yeah, Rose. Text messaging. Well, what's your, what's our, we have a collective rose. We have a collective rose. Which is? This came on via the aforementioned uh, group channeling moment we had with Mikey Dimitrovich. Yes. In which he suggested to you, Stephanie, mm-hmm. that every morning you should say three things you love about yourself. Write them down. Write them down. Yeah. The three of us were all chatting afterwards and Mikey and I were like, let's get on board with that. We should do it too. So maybe like call to action for our beautiful listeners. Go ahead and uh, try it. So Elizabeth and I were like, we're going to do it. And then we checked in with each other the first night that we did it. And I was like, did you do your three things? And she's like, yeah. Did you do yours? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what were yours? And she goes, I don't remember. <laughs> and I was what was yours? And I said, 
Uh, something about um, how I'm really outgoing. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it was funny. The first few days I was doing it, it was like, I'm so, like, I love that I have, like, my great family and my awesome friends. And this morning I was like, I love my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just, like, getting down into it. And, like, like, I think it's the type of exercise where you can be as specific and I wanted to say basic. But, yeah, like. You mean like shallow or yeah, yeah? It doesn't fucking matter. It totally it's just doesn't for matter. you, and it really, I think, ignites the same fun dopamine in your brain. That's like, yeah, shit's good. Yeah, and you're cultivating a sense of acceptance and excitement about like in your insides and your outsides. I'll be honest with you, I haven't done it today. Okay. Do you want to do it right now? Okay. Okay. Three things I love about myself. And also, while you're thinking on it, I'll mm-hmm. just say that like the importance of this exercise is. It's really e- it's really easy for me to sit here and say three things I love about you, but for us to say that about our own person, it's so it's not a conversation we're having. That's so funny. I was just about to say, how about you just tell me three things you love about <laughs> no, me? No, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Number one, I am. I love that I always want everyone to have a good time. Oh, that's sweet. And that I'm genuinely seeking a good time. You are. You're a good time gal. I am. I genuinely want everyone to be successful. I think when I was younger, I had a sense of, like, competition with other people and, like, thinking that there, like, wasn't enough. And now Mm. I've, like, come into, like, a period of growth where I'm, like, if you just find your thing and you do what, like, excites you and do what you really like, then, like, and if everyone just did that, then there would be, like, enough for everybody. There's enough for everyone to go around. Such an important lesson. Yeah. Um, And then a third thing would be I am a good cook. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Love that. Those are okay, right? Yeah, so the rose. I'm like, those are okay, those are right? Okay, right? And there's no I love th- that I'm constantly seeking approval from my <laughs> friends. <laughs> that's a fourth one, Steph. Yeah, um, sorry. You didn't have to do that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So as you can see, it's a really fun game. It's interesting when you do it with someone else. That would be, that's a fun challenge too. Yeah. then you really have to overcome some sort of like self-blocks as well. Definitely. Yeah. So... Rose. Rose, okay. This fun new daily practice. Another rose. It's sort of a thorn, but mostly a rose. So I live in a house now, as you know. And adjusting to roommate life has its has its challenges. Mostly they're positive. But so we all have to go in on, like, cleaning products and, you know, some food stuff. And there's just certain things that are communal. And yesterday Martin was going to Costco. And he was like, okay, we're going to get this. We're going to get, like, a huge thing of Windex. And we're going to get this. And I just was like... I feel like I can't condone, like, the purchasing of all those chemical products because I feel like I know I know too much now. Mm-hmm. And our other roommate was like, it's cheaper. And he was making this, like, really strong argument because he's trying to save money. And I totally understand that and same. Right. But at the same time, like, if it's a matter of, like, 2 or $3 split between four people, I would rather – just spend the money on things that aren't going to, like, poison our water also, supply and can, our body. You can do, like, a cute DIY with vinegar and tea tree oil. So, yeah, I think I need to do that. But the rose in that is just that, yes, it was annoying because I had to, like, stand up for that. And I felt like, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to alienate him on a financial level. And, and I don't want to be this, make this, like, the hill that I'm going to die on. Where it's like, no, we have to use, like, seventh generation only. <laughs> and it just, when you stand up for that, it starts to feel... I immediately was, like, flooded with guilt just because I was, like, do I really care that much? bougie. But it's, like, I do. And I feel like it's once you start having these conversations and once you become, like, a a smart consumer, you, like, 
you have no choice. And then now I want to challenge myself to do that in like other areas where I'm like, I'm still using chemical fucking dryer sheets. Like after I made that argument, I started realizing other areas of my life where I'm not like walking the walk. And so I just want to like continue to be able to stand up for those things. But know that like, you're right, like a DIY vinegar and tea tree oil is, there's no argument against that. Throw a little essential oil in there to combat that vinegary smell. Now, is that good bueno. for like cleaning the countertops? Yes. That's what it's I need. It's an all-purpose cleaner. Yeah. It's great. So then I was like, well, we can't clean the countertops with Windex. And then Owen was like, oh, I don't see anyone cleaning the countertops at all. <laughs> and then it became like a different argument. And I was That's like, different combo. good point. <laughs> um, so yeah. Great. I mean, is that interesting? That is interesting. Okay. And I'd also say like being an evangelist for the – wellness conversation it comes with some territory yeah hair flip yeah no seriously <laughs> it's it's in the shadow of retrograde I know. you know by the way the shadow of retrograde is fucking my world up the first day afterwards i felt like somebody pushed me over and was just like repeatedly stomping on my head yeah i was in a bad mood me too and now I'm like, okay, just <laughs> move out of it. Just 17 more days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, what a great show! A little hodgepodge of information today. Cool people doing cool things in culture. Exactly. Uh, and as always, you can check out the cool things that we're up to on our various social media channels at So Retrograde. Yep. A few of you have left us some comments on iTunes. We appreciate that. We love it. We read it. We'd love feedback in any form. And you can also email us at thatssoretrograde at gmail.com. And check out any notes from this episode at thatssoretrograde.com slash blog. So much love to everybody listening. Hope everyone has a beautiful week. And uh, namaste. Namaste, as the yogis say. Yes, that's a retrograde.